Very well, folks. See me throw a cup of soda out. Yes, yes. That was Axel. That, my friends. I've made very clear in the past my opinion of the so-called hardcore wrestling style and its detrimental effects on not only the business in general, but the participants as well. I've received pretty much universal support for those opinions, but some folks still think this crap should belong in our sport, and a disturbing number of wrestlers and promoters still feel the need to present and or participate in this type of stunt show for the small, albeit vocal, number of people who will actually pay to see it. Therefore, in this edition of the commentary, I thought it interesting to examine the hardcore fad from its origin to development, to its effect on wrestling wherever it has gotten a foothold. That is the first paragraph from a piece on jimcornette.com, written by the, the, the legend himself, Jim Cornette, uh, a piece called The Slippery Slope of Hardcore Wrestling. This is Wrestling is Gross, Episode 5. The date today is February 29th, March 1st. Who fucking knows? I don't know if it's a leap year. I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. My name is Bucky. I have a co-host here. My name is Siobhan. All right. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Siobhan? Uh, I'm doing okay. I should have had a hot pocket. I bought um the kind the ham and cheddar kind, but I'm like those which are okay. <laughs> I don't normally get them because they kind of are also disgusting. So I hesitated. I ended up just getting having a can of tuna, you know, Hell the yeah. cento kind, with, with, where it's the olive with the uh, olive oil in. So you don't have to you just fucking take it out of there, and then you just put a bunch of salt on it, and you just it's, suck it right not, out of the can. Yeah, it's not good for you or anything, no. but it's delicious. No. Uh, so I'll say this. I don't think I've ever eaten... Uh, well, I, I can tell you for sure I've never eaten a can of tuna. Shit. Uh, the smell makes me want to vomit. Uh, but that's okay. To each their own. Um, and as far as Hot Pockets are concerned, I've never been a fan. I've never been... I'll eat like one of those little French bread pizzas that comes in the microwavable... Um, you know, the, the, the heating... Uh, the, the pod of sorts um yeah. but the the hot pocket man i don't know i never never did it for me i haven't had one in probably a decade at this point um and i, I eat a lot of frozen trash but that is uh that that john as you would say is not my jam i am not down with the hot pocket it's it's quick and easy i don't know it's it's not it's not fine dining by any stretch of the imagination um but you know, I the corner store options are limited. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, the bodega. Uh, these are like more corner deli, more corner okay. deli. Okay. So. Um, now, do you refer to any corner store as a bodega there in and the 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 the, the larger uh, Philadelphia area, or is that purely uh, a thing that uh, white people in New York say? Um. See, half and half is sort of the answer. Uh, if I go, sure. like, somewhere 
if I go somewhere that's urban enough, I, I will. Urban. Quote, unquote. You know what the fuck, <laughs> you know what the fuck it's saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, Quote, unquote. Got it. Like, fuck it. If, I mean, it's not even... That's not... Oh, there's black people around. No, if it's fucking nestled into somewhere. But if it's, like, in a strip or something, hey, that's not a fucking bodega. That's just, like... That's just a store. Right. People... You know, like, these people <laughs> will be, like, outside the goddamn... Like, next to the, the goddamn Apple store, across the street from your fucking Gizmodo Media Campus, wherever the fuck. That's not a goddamn bodega. That's not... <laughs> your... Uh... Did you see the video of the of the girl eating the salad of the cone? Cone, cone. No, no, I don't. I, you know what? I don't know what you're saying. I don't. Oh shit! Hang on. I don't know what you're saying. We may have just lost recording for a second there. Um, I don't. I don't want to know what that is. Uh, test, test. Are we good? Are we still good? Still recording? I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, no, uh, a salad out of a cone. Comb, uh, because oh. of Senator Abby Klomachar. <laughs> okay, uh, my, okay. My fucking, uh, consonants are gonna be all over the goddamn place tonight. Let's just ignore that. Let's ignore that. I think I said Abby Klomachar, which is not a thing. No, but yeah, and, she, and it, so The snowman was like, woman. Yeah, on, it was on, uh, Jezebel, and it was like, actually, you know, this wasn't a bad idea. And you're like, I hate all of you fucking people. Why? I, I, I okay. Peter Thiel was right. He was. Oh yeah, no, right. no, no. He he. It, he should have taken them all away. He should have killed every every facet of that company. Um. All right. So this is wrestling is gross. Episode five. It is February thirtieth. Who knows? Two thousand nineteen. Um. And we are talking today about a very special individual. Um. This is a. And we'll talk. We'll talk about the. Uh, Morality and ethics uh, around this, the, the decision to to do this throughout the show. But um, we're we're discussing a very specific and uh, uh, unique individual. Do you want to? Do you have like a? Do you do you want to give sort of a brief idea? First of all, say his name. You go ahead, say his name, and then tell me your your overarching overarching synopsis of. Of the man, we are talking about the legend of hardcore and deathmatch wrestling in the United States. The founder and original promoter of IWA Mid South, the king of deathmatches, the king okay. of proto grapple fuck, and an, <laughs> an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a pair of jorts. Okay, okay. Ian Rod. Ian Rotten, there it is. All right, nice. We'll cut uh, that down. We'll g- <laughs> I fucking love Ian Rotten. Okay, okay, it's, okay. It's okay. problematic. Um, no, no, no. Yes? All, right. All right, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say I love Ian Rotten. Uh, but we are talking about Ian Rotten. Uh, f- uh, full name John something. <laughs> John B something Williams. Yeah, there you go. Uh, John Williams, John Benson Williams, born June first, nineteen seventy. God damn, nineteen. He's. I I I assumed this man was a, a like a legitimate boomer, uh, but he's firmly nestled in Generation X. Um, cool. Uh, Ian Rotten, John Benson Williams. Um, we are talking about the one of the most controversial figures 
um, of of indie wrestling in this era, um, in the in the two thousands, um, and even before then, um, we have a lot of matches to talk about. Um, when you when you do Google Ian Rotten, uh, the first thing that comes up is his Wikipedia page. The second thing that comes up is a uh, Um I was going to say article. It's just what can you even call that website besides trash? Um, it, the the headline: Ian Rotten accused of, and then in quotes, unprovoked physical altercation by female. Um, from April 23rd of last year. So we are, you know, you can, just a quick search will tell you, you know, give you a fucking ballpark of what you're dealing with here. Um, but what, what happens with that is you scroll and you're like, oh, okay. This is, this barbed wire bat match from 94, uh, Ian Rotten versus Mickey Knuckles. You click in that videos tab and you start to see, you, know, you just start clicking around and, you watch for a few minutes and you see this man this man has something deeper beyond his uh his infamous uh twenty five minute post match promos um his tommy dreamer ask boys in the back uh, uh, uh masturbation promos uh this guy if you if you watch his shit you see ian rotten is kind of a fucking genius in the ring he is a goddamn he is an American maestro. He is—he's an idiot savant. He is the, he's that, the definition of a savant for sure in this business. He is it. He's a shambling maniac, but there's genius at the end of that mania. For sure, for sure, and we are going to talk about it today. Um, we have seven matches, although we might just skip around a little bit here. Um, we're going to start with the first thing, the, f- the very first um, time I ever saw Ian Rotten as a child, <laughs> which is always funny to say, uh, but I saw this match probably when I was 10 or 11 years old on one of those ECW um, wide-printed like mainstream DVDs, like the compilation discs that they put out in uh, 99 or 2000. This is from Hardcore Heaven, uh, in 1995, the the date here, uh, July 1st, this is the Taipei Deathmatch between Ian Rotten and Axel Rotten. Now, do you want to give a little backstory? I don't know if you know anything beyond that they were a tag team and they pretended to be brothers, but if you have anything yeah. more than that, please go for um, it. Trained around... Uh, both from originally from Baltimore area, um, as you can tell from both of their magnificent, truly magnificent yeah. mid-Atlantic accents. Um, I think Axel was born in '71, so they were they were basically peers, and they ended up in paired together in um, GWF. Um, oh, it in, goes back that far then. Yeah, so oh, that's 94. We were just talking about uh, that earlier today. I've never actually watched any of that stuff. I I watched a shitload of it when it was when ESPN Classic was airing it. Um, a few years like a few years like fucking long. Yeah, like two thousand three. I remember that being. I remember like the DVD VR thread for uh for that and for AWA reruns that people were really into watching before you could just download a massive torrent pack of all the stuff and watch it. People were really into the the ESPN Classic reruns of that stuff. 
I mean, it's how much of it is good? I don't know. How much of it is entertaining? All of it. All of it. Hey, it's, Doug, it's Doug Gilbert's there, so. Hell yeah. That's capital I love, G good. I, I love TV wrestling. I fucking Paragon Pro. Eric Ritz and I are the only two fucking people alive who watch that shit. And you know why? Because yeah, it was, it wasn't is. good. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't good, but it was entertaining. Okay. Uh, Wes Briscoe. Holy shit. Let's, disgusting human being. Can we not? <laughs> Moving on. Um, but yeah, so. Now, speaking of disgusting, this is the Taipei Deathmatch course. Now, why Taipei? I've never known. Taipei Def- is the capital of Taiwan, I believe. Is of that course, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Taiwan, a piece of shit little country. They can suck. My right and my left. So is oh, Taiwan... Taiwan's not a city-state, though. I'm thinking of Singapore when I say that. Yeah, Singapore... Um, okay, so it's interesting. Singapore, Hong Kong and Macau. Okay, okay, sure. Which also weird um, as Taiwan. Was Taiwan uh, under British rule? Who knows? We could probably look it up and find out and give you a definitive answer, but we're not going to. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't need to get into the history. Talk about Chiang Kai Shek and his literal Nazi sons. It's okay. it's a dark road. It sounds. It, it sounds like you have more knowledge of it than I do, uh, uh, and I, I respect that. Um, now, in 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 your reading on the subject of the name that you just dropped and his Nazi son, did you find that these people uh, often put? Um, tape around their hands, sticky side facing outwards, and put broken glass on their hands. Is that, that's the stipulation here. The Taipei death matches uh, two men, two or more men, uh, with tape around their hands, uh, either dipped in glue or usually with a sticky side out of the tape, uh, with a lot of broken glass attached to the back of the hand and to the fist, uh, and they use that, obviously, to cut each other open with it. Now, is that a customary, like, is that a tradition there in the region? Do you know? Now, I'm going, I'm not 100% sure, but I have uh, no fucking evidence that that is. It, okay. I think it just sounds very good. It sounds cool to Paul E. Heyman. Sure. Um, this is a man who loves weird Asian references. The right. Singapore, Singapore Kane, Kane. Right. It's interesting. There's, that's, uh, that, that's something, that's a well that he went back to numerous times. Yeah, um... So I don't necessarily. I think it it just sounds cool. It does sound cool. Oh, it I sounds really cool. That. It, it, I, yeah, I, exactly. I spelled it three different ways, which is always a a mark of uh, true quality, uh, aesthetic quality. If you if you don't know how to spell it and it's Asian, uh, it's probably fucking cool. Um, I thought uh, so. This match, uh, they're they're bad breed, right? Axel Rotten and Ian Rotten, uh, yeah. gimmick brothers, not actually brothers, longtime tag team in the ECW and, and apparently GWF, is that right? Global? Yeah. Before it? Um, At the Dank Sportatorium. Okay. Not the the Dallas Sportatorium, yeah, not, not the not this, not Stutzy Sportatorium. Land. We're not talking about Stutz World. Um, that's okay. Uh, you know, the similarities are probably uh, closer then a lot of people even realize if you look into some of the old uh, Von Erich uh, and like Fritz's weird pimping out of his sons, I think you'd find that the the parallels are there. Um, Fats Von Erich. That's right, Fats Von Erich. Um, this match was way better than I expected it to be. Oh yeah, um, I have a couple of thoughts here. Um, firstly, um, 
Here's the thing. The rare occasion you can say that ECW seems too classy. Huh. Do, do you know what I mean? This match, when when it actually got to Axel and Ian just like going at it, you're like, this is fucking raw. This is fucking gritty. It feels this like old territories. Ex- yeah. And with all of your hey many flourishes with fucking Bill Alfonso doing his shtick, uh, Todd Gordon getting some shine, you're like, I mean, even the lighting, it's too fucking well lit. When, um, when is the, when is, is the goddamn bingo hall, the ECW arena, my beloved building, it's like, it shouldn't be that well lit for anything. It's like, it's, it's like, oh, no, it's off-putting. This is, this is one of the grimiest, like, stipulations ever. And two of the grimiest fucking dudes. I mean, look at both of them. Just these pile of, piles of paste. Just fucking, you know, clubbing each other in the side of the f- head. And, and it's, it's, it never bad. struck me that way. You know what? It never struck me as, as being, uh, classier than the other sleaze. And I watched this sandwiched in between all of the other stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, but I could see it. I understand what you mean by that. There's like ferns and big bushes surrounding the entranceway. Like, I, I, one of my favorite, like, 95, 96 era ECW arena. Uh, things is that they had these big fucking uh, rubber plants like flanking the curtain, <laughs> which is you can see it in the uh, the double dog collar match, I believe, uh, also from around this era, um, maybe from the same show. For all I fucking know, um, it's it's a weird look. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, you get a good shot of it here, while inexplicably you see the public enemy and the gangsters. Uh, brawling in the entryway, I guess, uh, an angle from another match. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a weird, this is a weird start. We get Bill Alfonso making his first appearance of what I imagine will be a few on this show. Um, he'll be back for some Sabu stuff, I'm sure. Um, he says that this is the middle of the, the Fonzie, uh, uh, you know, a highfalutin referee gimmick where he, uh, was getting attacked by 9-11 because he kept calling for disqualifications in matches, uh, which will be paid off uh, when we finally get around to the double dog collar match that I'm still trying to get you to uh, to watch with me. Um, and he 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 stops the match. The cops like arrest New Jack, and then Todd Gordon comes in and restarts the match. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's a moment real early on, right before Fonzie stops it. He, he stops it because there's a little, uh, there's, the, immediately you get some blood because their, their hands are covered in broken glass. Ian gets a, a little cut over his eye. And you hear, uh, Joey Styles say, Ian has a small neck. But when I, I was kind of like looking away half listening yeah and i heard him say ian has a small dick a very small dick over his left eye did you hear that i did not hear it that way but it partially because uh, every time i hear joey style say uh, speak i just think i i just am smuttering in my head die 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 both me and him he's fine Uh, he's fine he's never uh, said anything bad or done given you any reason to think that um i just think he sucks at announcing um yeah you know beyond beyond the bat beyond some of that i haven't watched an ecw show in such a long time 
Um, but like when I was a kid, like we thought Joey Styles was the shit. I mean, obviously he's not. Um, yeah. But like you know, for for that audience and that time, he was the right guy. Um, I don't think anybody could deny that at the time. Um, unless you were like you know truly one of the one of the fucking weirdos. Um, that for 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 you even this was too mainstream. Um, and there were even fewer of us then than there are now. Um, they do finally start going and, and fucking, man, they, (laughs) they bleed heavily. Uh, Axel cuts like really deep as soon as they actually start. Uh, really good blade job that happens quickly, or maybe not a blade job, maybe legit, maybe Ian just sliced him open, uh, these two obviously traveled together. They probably trusted each other to slice each other open in ways that were safe, uh, relatively safe. Uh, but Axel is like doing like a full on like Terry Funk stagger cell. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking like, is Axel good? Has Axel Rotten been good all these years, and I never knew this? I don't think Axel. I mean, Axel certainly isn't Ian, but I think Axel might have secretly been kind of good will we find out i don't know no at the end of this episode is i guess the conclusion well i you know i'll tell you what i don't know uh, later on in the episode we get to we do get to hear him uh say a few homophobic slurs on commentary so um is he good in the ring is what i'll focus on and i think he might be um i i I, might be yeah we'll have to we'll have to revisit some axel later on um at some point i'm sure we could find something um, he's like, he does like a hilarious, like crescent kick to, to go on offense, like a, yes. <laughs> um, which is really funny. And then he, he was a kick. He's kicking like a motherfucker in this, which is, is wild. He's going for these low kicks, like very, uh, it's very fun. Yeah. Um, it's some Ian Rotten that. stuff. He's, he's pulling some stuff that you'd see Ian do, uh, in some of the matches that we're going to discuss later on. This match has a very, prefer- a good, this is just great energy. It's very short, obviously, uh, but it, and it's kind of, I guess it's kind of a match where, for what it is, is like, just complete, uh, version 1.0, it's pretty fucking good for what it is, it's a match where, it, it, I guess it just feels like if it happened six years later, it could have been, like, a masterpiece, I don't know, maybe, but it's still, for what it is, a mid-card, at best, um, match on an ECW proto-pay-per-view, it's fucking, it's really fucking good. Seven minutes of just, uh, dudes just mauling each other. Uh, I loved it, really, for what it is. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, I remember when I saw this as a kid, I was kind of disappointed. Uh, probably same, because it didn't, it didn't have bumps or whatever. It didn't have, but I don't know. They head to the floor. Axel cuts Ian's bicep up, which is kind of a weirdly common place. I feel like for people to blade themselves, the left bicep specifically. Foley has the very famous scar, um, and then Drake Younger has like a very prominent scar where he had like thirty something stitches there. Um, and and I don't know. It's really gross to watch people like cut their arm open deliberately. Well, similar to last week when we saw Harley Race blade Vader's back. Uh, I, I really dig it when people blade uh, or willingly get cut in areas that are not the forehead. Um, yeah, um, I immediately think of um, 
you know, 2018 gross match of the year, um, Aiden Blackheart taking the, uh, the goddamn, uh, shit. 20 minutes in hell. No, 20 minutes in hell. No, I'm trying to think. Give it, give it some context. 20 minutes in hell, uh, taking the gossip plate to the bicep. Uh Uh-huh. And you're like, that's fucking horrific. Also a weirdly common spot. Um, you'll see them put the, the gusset plate in, like, odd places, because it's, you put it in a, I just, I don't know if you can hear that, I'm slapping my own bicep. Yeah. Um, it's like a fatty part. You put it there, um, and it sticks there. It's really, it's really effective. The blood pours out in a certain way. I'm watching Apocalypse Now, and I'm looking at Martin Sheen's ass right now. Um, Hell yeah. Appropriate that we brought up, uh, 20 Minutes in Hell. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not sure. The Apocalypse, fucking Apocalypse Now death matches. Okay. Okay, um, who's, uh, who's the Lawrence Fishburne? I guess it's Neil Diamond Cutter, I guess it's pretty easy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's, like, a really easy one to... Okay, um, the wait, crowd... Wait. Let's not tell, let's not, which of the, uh, big Cutter brothers is, uh, the Joe Estevez to the others, Martin Sheen? I don't know. <laughs> Deep dive in Joe Estevez isn't in this movie, is he? He d- yeah he he's not credited but he did um backup after Martin Sheen had a heart attack. Okay, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. I knew Martin Sheen yeah, had he- a heart attack. I didn't know Joe Joe Estevez, of course, star of Decker, uh, Decker. Adult Swim <laughs> series. Uh, Decker, um, Martin Sheen's lesser known brother who looks almost identical to him. He, um, uh, very much his Don Swayze. Sure. Don yeah. Swayze? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Of course. course. Uh, I think Don Swayze credited in Roadhouse. Um, so the, the, speaking of brothers who look alike but might not actually be brothers or might not actually look alike, um, uh, the the crowd chants bad breed at a certain point where they're stabbing each other, which is very much a proto version of the classic, uh, the now classic, both of these guys or all these guys chant, the general yeah. appreciation chant, um, which I really f- thought was pretty funny. Um, I kind of, uh, slight digression, do you, I don't, obviously neither of us fucks with, uh, uh, this is awesome or this is whatever, I, I kind of like both these guys or all these guys more, I kind of accept that. Um, you know, I, a little bit, you won't catch me chanting that usually, um, I would not either, but if I heard it, I wouldn't be like, Fuck you! Shut the fuck up! I would be like, I feel this. I, you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, I, when I'm at shows, I never, I try to never be judgmental of other people's chants, um, because, and if anybody has watched a LaSalle AEW show, then you have heard me making a fool of myself in the second row, um, especially during an Ace Romero match where I endlessly sing his fucking entrance music the entire time he's in the ring. Uh, yeah, if you've watched. Uh, Ace Romero versus MJF in the dog collar match from May of last year. That's me singing. Uh, uh, Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. That, like that song, uh, I sing it for the entire match. And after the it's match, the softest part of the ring. Yeah, that's me. Also, okay. Um, yep, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm the worst, and so is every other wrestling fan. So I don't want to judge anyone. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not. You're not going to catch me chanting and all these, all these guys sort of thing. But I'll clap along. You know, I'll do the clap, clap. That's my jam. Is yeah. I, I will, I will participate in the claps, but you won't hear me say, 
Um, this is awesome. I'll do the clap, 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 though, if I think it's warranted. Um, yeah, so this match is good. This match is really good. Um, it's famous for being one of the first broken glass matches in the U.S. Um, I really like it. Um, Ian doesn't show a whole lot here besides having a leaky fucking face. But, you know... It's good. I like this. We're going to get into the facet- the multifaceted talents of Ian Rotten. And his leaky face. Soon enough. For sure, for yes. sure. Um, okay. We close the book on the Taipei Deathmatch. Uh, which I think we had to do obligatorily. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, but wasn't at the part same of the time, plan. It, it wasn't, but at the same time, you know what? Fucking worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. Uh, anyway, moving on to our next contest, um, correct me if I'm wrong, if I have the order wrong. Uh, this is from Clarksville, Indiana. Indeed. Uh, okay, good. I got it right. All right. Uh, this is from October the 4th, 2002. Uh, IWA Mid-South Retro Night. Retro Night. I think this is the, like, the night before their fifth anniversary show. Yes. Right. Uh, this is Ian Rotten versus Tarek the Great. Um, Clarksville, baby. Fucking 30 people in attendance. Uh, this is the only match we watched that has commentary on it, I think. Or no, one of two that has commentary on it uh, from IWA. Um, Dave Prezak is on there talking about Ian's weight loss and how he's looking really good in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, man, real, real, this- real good... Bullshit hours from uh, Jim Fannin and Dave Frazak. Uh, so much. I mean, goddamn, it must have been... I mean, for all we know, we know famously IWA Mid-South shows ran until like four in the fucking morning constantly. The, the bigger always... ones did. So this, so that's the thing. That was that was very much like the reputation that a lot of these shows had. And obviously, you know, Jersey All-Pro, USA Pro, uh, you know, the, the, the New York... CZW. Yeah, you know what? I think that's also a thing that didn't actually happen. Um, you find me a CTW show that lasts longer than three and a half hours, I I would be surprised. Um, it's I'd not be... as often, but just like... I mean, I, I like the idea of a show running long as hell. That's cool Yeah, no, me. I'm just saying, it didn't happen. That was the reputation. I was buying every week of tapes from IWA. My mom was letting me just spend fucking $12 a week because we, we were able to do it, and she was fucking down with it. And I fucking watched so many, like, 110-minute-long shows where it was, like, seven matches. B.J. Whitmer would work twice. He'd work the opener and the semi-main. Which worked in the same exact way. Say say what you will about that. It was good at the time. Um, and no, no, BJ Whitmer knew how to work a fucking opener. Okay, it was not the same. All right, I know people shit on BJ Whitmer now because of everything he's done since, but BJ Whitmer <laughs> in early two thousands IWA kicks fucking ass. Um, and maybe one day we'll get to one of his matches. Um, oh, it, I have no problem with uh, that. We'll do BJ. we'll do BJ versus fucking Necro from Ring of Honor for sure. Um, I, I I think BJ is underrated, but I also love making fun of him. Yeah, I sure. watched He's Ring of Honor in 2015. God damn, he was awful. Yeah, I haven't. So I I don't whatever <laughs> whatever stigma that he has attached to him uh, because you decided to watch that fucking bullshit. Um, I don't have. You know why? Because I spent my time in a more fucking worthwhile way besides watching BJ Whitmer 2015 matches. So that's on you. 
Um, you hear the jingles. Yes. <laughs> referee, tackle, referee Brent Blades. Where's Brent Blades now? Do you think he's living? God knows. Yeah, um, I know. Do you think he's related to Ian Rotten? Um, no. Because that, no, but I bring that up because did you know that that is, I forget, I, you would have to check the name specifically, that Ian had a, uh, the goon Bill Irwin-esque gimmick of being a evil hockey player named, I believe, Zach Blades before he, uh, went to Global? I think that's purely coincidence. I think Brent Blades... Probably. I think all of these love- things are just jokes about how people, how everybody blades in these shows. Um, Tarek the Great is... He, he's announced as being from Czechoslovakia? Not a country at the time. Had not been a country for he is, 10 plus years. Right. He, he's also- he, he is pronounced, uh, pronounced... Announced as being from Czechoslovakia, right? Yes, indeed, okay. indeed. So, you know, maybe he immigrated before the fucking, whatever, the the, the Serbo-Croat War, or whatever the fuck it was, um, the, 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 the dissolution of, of whatever, Yugoslavia. Um, I don't... Evolve the revolution, suck both my left and right, you too, Vaclav Havel. Okay, I don't know what that is, but okay, sure. Um, I'm just going to tell a lot of people to suck my left and right. Uh, I'll tell MLJ again. I told him to suck it from the back earlier. I'll just say, I'll just say this. I'll just say this about that. Just put a little more effort into the posts. <laughs> if, if you're or gonna... mute them. Or mute them so no. you don't have to see them. No, my name is attached to that account. So just just put a little more work into your owns of of because uh, that guy he's not worth it unless you can really fucking drive a nail into his dick and just telling him to suck your fucking dick is not i'm uh, he's not worth it and i don't like seeing his fucking avatar on my phone um so dave prezak mentions that chris hero had a had a fucking match with dylan knight and Pottstown, Pennsylvania, on <laughs> commentary here, and to go buy the tape. Have you seen Dylan Knight versus Chris Hero? I haven't seen that match. I, um, I have. I have. I owned that fucking tape. Hell yeah. <laughs> so when he brought that up, um, I was just like, that's a fucking weird blast from the past. That's Carino's Fed, obviously. Um, yeah. That's, this, is, this is really cool. Tarek's fucking plain white kick pads really take me back at least half of my backyard feds roster yeah. wore those at one point or another i will say one one idiot bought some like <laughs> leather uh kick pads that like Jesus had, Christ. they had like a lightning <laughs> bolt on them he bought them from high spots and he, so here's the funny thing he looks professional as hell but he didn't actually throw any kicks so i don't know <laughs> what the point was he didn't. He didn't want to mess up his nice ass looking kick pads. Yeah, by for sure. kicks. For sure. It's it's getting it's getting the Air Jordan scuffed, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no. Um, this match fucking rules. Uh, oh, this match is so fucking good. This is so. This is what the the real reason for doing an Ian Rotten episode was not death matches or you know. I mean, obviously everybody knows Ian can can bleed. Um, but what we really bleed of the best, bleed of the best. Um, but that's mixed blood, mixed blood with the very best and the very most toxic. Um, but yeah, that's not that's not what we're here for. We're here for something else. 
many men can do that. Not many men can do this, which is fucking phenomenal wrestling. Right. Um, this on the is, mat, straight up on the mat. This is this is uh, I don't know, fifteen ish minutes of of pure mat work, uh, slow, um, deliberate, calculated, methodical mat work. Um, between Ian Rotten, a guy you know of as a bleeder, and Terry the Great, a guy you don't know of at all, because why the fuck would you unless you're a freak like me or Siobhan here? Um, I loved Terry the Great. I love this era. He had amazing matches with American Kickboxer, um, like a pretty good series with Hero. I think him and Mark Wolf may have teamed together. Um, Terry the Great fucking kicks ass. Um, uh, this is yeah, Tarek the Great's great. I mean, there's a reason they called him the Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't no, just uh, a weird name that he picked to fit his weird Eastern European gimmick. He does look a hell of a lot like Claudio. Yeah, I didn't really get a good look at his face, but I could I could sort of see that. Um, but yeah, this is the this is the the style. Um, it's all on the mat with some, you know, it occasionally breaks down into fucking shoot headbutts. Uh, this is the style that, that Phil Schneider, um, and maybe some others, but predominantly Phil Schneider coined the term meth lab battle arts. There's no other way to describe it. It's, it's exactly that. It's, oh, it's, well, I know you have, I mean, it is your, it's, it's, you know, bath salts grapple fuck. Um, see, see, I have I have a couple of really good puns. I um, love. I would love to hear them. You did not. You teased them in in our DM sessions, talking about how fucking good this shit is. We yeah. Did not say them because we had shit to do. So I these matches do. aren't these matches aren't like round based. Um, they're not strictly defined by any rule set. Um, but. I would call this um, a World of Sores style contest. How's that? What do you think of that? I the, feel it. Not the best one I have. That's, of course, a reference to World of Sport, World of Sores. Um, how do you feel about uh, fighting network ringworms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, fuck man i i i uh i watched this and it really took me back um u w u t i w f u t i w f okay i was trying to think of a good one for for u w f but i that's that's really good um it doesn't roll off the tongue but i would it, it would, doesn't it but would look good on totally... paper it would look good on yep. paper and yeah it came off the cuff um yep. yeah this is this is Clarksville. Um, I, you know, Clarksville people are really gross. There's like 25 people here. Uh, I don't see the crazy pipe guy. We talked about these guys in the first episode. I do not see crazy pipe guy or seven foot tall woman wearing a Chris Hero t-shirt who looks like Richard Keel, uh, who played Jaws and Moonraker. Uh, but I do see muscular dystrophy photographer. Um, oh yeah. With, with hobbling around with his really sad, skinny legs. Um, and I do see, uh, Ian Rotten's wife, Patty, back there, looking disgusting, looking like a fucking, <laughs> uh, a cow who's about to be, uh, put out to fucking pasture. Um, no offense, Ian, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you will at some point. Um, we know Nick Manawa, the legend of being fucking dipshit, he's there. 
I like he I, so. he. I like Nick Manawa. I know he's. <laughs> I like making fun of Nick Manawa. He's all right. He's fun to make fun of too. I think he's an important figure in indie wrestling lore for this for this era and for this region. Um, yeah, I, this. The, this get, is very much. I describe okay because this immediately. It's if you've seen the Beyond Secret shows. It's that, but not intentional. Oh, this is why you brought up uh, Thatcher versus Busick, then. Yeah, because it just reminded me so much of. I mean, I've seen this time because you before, said that but... to me, like on a on a. You were just like, we should find a reason to talk about Thatcher Busick. Well, here's yeah, I guess the match. The you just fucking watch that match because the match firstly kicks the fuck kicks fucking ass, but it's that match is between two guys who you would expect to have that. This is between skinny fucking Slovakian guy and big fat sweaty pile of paste ian goddamn rotten and it kicks fucking ass i'll say on a on on the level of being gross and disgusting and not to say that all gay pornography is gross and disgusting but let's be honest most man-on-man gay action uh filmed in a professional environment is pretty sick shit um, it's not a lot of class it, going, and that's, that's all porn, let's be honest, and I'll tell you this Porn much. is not good, no, it's horrific, it's... <laughs> right, I'll tell you this depressing. much about, uh, about Timothy Thatcher, um, that, that man looks like, uh, he looks like he fucks for money. Um, he has rawed some cheeks for pay, yeah. For sure, for sure, and I, and I, that is a testament as well as a detriment to, to our hero, um, and if, you know, Trashy Tim... Uh, there's a reason Riddle called him that. It's because Riddle fucking found tapes of him. Um, no, uh, this match kicks ass. I, what is there to say about it wh- that we're not um, going to get into later on with Hero versus Ian? Um, but man, it's the stuff. It's it's just you sh- it's just shit you should just watch. It's it's hard to describe because it's like, well, what is the describe? It's like they put each other in dueling. Uh, fucking really nice looking grapevine ankle picks and stuff and yeah. fucking screaming like a goddamn slaughterhouse and yeah so trailing in- ankle picks is is like it's it's this is this is indiana han versus kapalov like it's it's i, I might have the the fucking pronunciation I know you on mean, kapalov I know you mean. how do you say his Ka- name uh, Kapilov? Kapilov, fuck you. Uh, that's it not, doesn't matter. I'm not buying that for one goddamn second that that's how you say that motherfucker's name. Uh, here's the thing though, Ian Rotten is an ambitious fucking wrestler, okay? You could say he yes. was pretentious, um, but his ambition comes from such a humble place of being a fucking drug addict, uh, who wants to imitate his idols, okay? And if his idols were Shawn Michaels or whatever, uh, we wouldn't be doing this episode, first of all, but also we'd be fucking making fun of him if we were talking about him. Uh, his you idols called him a sweaty fat bitch, right? And uh, well, we're gonna hero. we're gonna we're gonna call him that too. That's okay because he is that, but he's a lot of things. Um, that's why we're also conflicted about even talking about this guy and idolizing him because he is a fucking piece of shit. Um, he's not a good dude. No, he's and we'll get man, but not a good dude. Right, uh, but but that's the thing. He doesn't idolize Shawn Michaels or fucking whoever. Uh, he idolizes fucking Dory Funk and like Yoshiaki Fujiwara. He wants to do uh, 70s mat work. He wants to do shoot headbutts. Um, and he fucking rules. And this match kicks ass. It's on, um, what is this on? The best of IWA Mid-South volume something on uh, on, indep- on powerbomb.tv, on ind- independentwrestling.tv. 
Yes. Whatever the fucking website's called now. It's on one of the best of IWM itself compilations on whatever the website is called. Um, if you want a password for it, hit us up. Um, next up, we have uh, two matches, I guess. Now, I can... think this is a good juxtaposition because I wouldn't call that Tarek match classy, but it has an <laughs> elegance to it. No. It's, it has Not. technical. It has a technical. El- I mean, it has a technical fucking skill to it. You saw it in fuck. That's fucking great wrestling. Did you not? Okay, let's get. Let's say, let's let's say what we're going to talk about first before we start doing in juxtaposition and and uh, critical comparison analysis. Um, we're talking about Ian Rotten versus Peter B. Beautiful. This is from the King of the Death matches. I'd be mid south in June of two thousand one. It's June first. Um, Yes, that was classier than this. That wasn't classy. None of this is classy. Stop acting it's a, like it's like no, no. Just be, scales. Just because he did scales. a fu- he, just because he was doing fucking knuckle locks, uh, Reco Groman knuckle locks, as Dave Frazak <laughs> likes to call them. Um, no, that's not classy. One had dignity. This does not have any dignity. It says it negative. Had, I'll tell you what. It had. You know why it had dignity? Because Tarek fought for his dignity, and he fought. He fought for years to get it. Um, Peter B. Beautiful. You know how? You know how many times he went to FMW, and every single match he had was against Bad Boy Hito, who was terrible. I he, looked that up. Bad Boy Hito worked this. Uh, worked this. This show actually. Um, yeah. Which is pretty weird. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Just, uh, we're going to, you know, look, you have to assume when you listen to this show that we're going to talk about disgusting shit. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and throw a little content warning on this because we're going to say some homophobic slurs here uh, because we have to to describe what we're watching. Um, now, I don't really like that or enjoy that. Um, I think that the the word itself is not great. I don't think it sounds good, even in a comedic capacity, when used once a year, which I'll say there's other problematic language that I that I will use occasionally um, as evidenced, if you know me. Um, not that problematic, just, you know, just on the fucking border there. Um, this match starts out with Peter B. Beautiful coming out, and Dave Prezak calling, calling him, and I quote, a faggot-ass motherfucker. And Axel Rotten says, this guy is going to get his faggoty-ass kick tonight. Peter B. Beautiful is an invading wrestler from uh, mid-American wrestling. Wrestling, is that right? Yes. That's a rival promotion, MAW, that ran in Wisconsin and maybe Iowa. Um... Uh, this is round one of the King of the Death matches. Um, Dave Prezak and Axel Rotten on commentary are straight up saying Ian is about to shoot on this guy. Um, and they just keep keep calling him the fucking F word over and over and over again. It's not comfortable at all. Do you think, um, I, do you think I, I, I aptly gave a... Because I I, it's weird to give a content warning on a show like this, on what we do, but I feel like it's necessary for what we're talking about here. I mean, here's the thing, every single match, I mean, not every single, but if we're talking about a match, there is an expectation, I believe, that, like, you should go watch it, or as long as we say, hey, this was entertaining, or bring, I mean, if we're going to talk, if we're going to spend, like, 15 minutes or so talking about, a, like, uh, a 
a match or a mm-hmm. sequence or something that invites, you know, curiosity. Um, there's things to talk about that I, in a vacuum, enjoyed, but... We're basically instructing people to watch these matches, right? Um, but at a certain point, do we tell people to go watch this? If we do, we need to tell them what they're in for, right? Precisely, yes. You should know what this is. And we're qualified individuals. We'll keep it at that about certain things. Well, we're, we're all about keeping it real here. We, I mean, we're <laughs> and shit, you know? So, anyway, um, in a vacuum, there are things to really enjoy about this match. I say in a vacuum, the broadest fucking sense of the term... Because, I mean, there's some grotesque chair shots. And what world am I not going to love a grotesque chair shot? Yeah. Um, uh, the context is, for it is not good at all. It's the beginning of a feud, an interpromotional feud by, between the IWA and the MAW. Um, it's definitely a work shoot. Uh, they worked another match a few days later uh, that we're, we're going to talk about briefly here in a minute um, in the other company. Um I'll say this: there is, there's the opening uh, announcement for for Peter Be Beautiful um, announces him as being from Milwaukee and currently residing in San Francisco. To which Axel yeah. Rotten, who is on commentary, Axel Rotten says, "This is the worst gimmick ever," <laughs> which I thought was pretty fucking funny and on the nose. Um, but if yeah, it's, if it's how like just low rent everything is, I mean it's so low rent, so yeah. so low rent. Yeah, this is it's rough. Um, now I'll say this: uh, it doesn't really come off like some kind of like gay bash sort of thing. It, it doesn't. It doesn't really feel like a hate know. crime. It's uncomfortable, but it feels. Like, that feels tangential to it. Right. Well, and I, like, you know Ian, Ian Rotten, um, it does, he'll, he'll beat the shit out of anybody for any goddamn reason. Right. Just, it depends on how he woke up that day. When Ian that, Rotten how, says the words, welcome to IWA, faggot, it sounds like he could have said that to anyone. And that's, he, that's a condemnation against him as a person, not against this. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's just kind of who he is and who he was in 2001 and probably still is to this day. Um, and, um, how many people were back then? I mean, yeah. I don't think, you know, I don't think Dave Prezak in 2019 would look back on this with no. the most fondness, for no, example. No, he would not. He he would have, he would, he would definitely issue a formal apology. He would on, have some goddamn reservations. Yeah, yes. on, on an episode of, uh, on a seven-hour episode of Between the Sheets where they discuss this, uh, and he's the guest, I'm sure he would uh, tell, uh, he would give a snaky good apology. Um, no, I think uh, this isn't good, obviously. There's a funny moment where, like, He's got like Ian's got a barbed wire lacrosse stick, and he like very lightly hits Peter. Be beautiful with it. Peter falls to the ground. The camera looks just gets down right in his face, and he's just blading himself just right on camera, <laughs> which is the funniest shit. Um, I don't know. The one thing, the one thing that I, from as a, a match that I actually like. Okay, because I said horrific chair shots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here's a thing that I thought about occasionally. What is a death match to you? 
And we're going to explore that because we have uh, officially said to each other we should do a fucking Texas Deathmatch episode because we're going to fucking do a Texas Deathmatch episode in seven months. God knows when. Okay. That doesn't matter. But the point is, what is a Deathmatch to you, right? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of an, one of the concepts we're exploring throughout this whole series. Like, if we talk about Futon or Battle Arts proper, what... Like, to me, there has to... It's sort of weird if it, like... As much as I enjoy, like, a match that goes for, like, a bunch of pinfall attempts and all of that, I feel like the knockout or tap-out, I-quit sort of thing, and I would like to also talk about IWA Mid-South, that's a running gimmick of theirs for over the years for some right, reason. Right, we'll, we'll, we're going to do an episode I, on this. I so. like this episode, this match ends uh, explicitly with a knockout count, uh, referee A referee count, stoppage. Uh, on P- Peter B. Beautiful after Ian Rotten brains the fucking shit out of him with a chair. With numerous and- chair shots. There's a funny moment on commentary where Axel says, whatever the finish is, kid, stay down. Yeah. And I like that as just an ending. I just think that's a cool way to end a match. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it's sort of weird how Deathmatch is just, here's the match, but there's a lot of shit. And you're like, well, that doesn't... I kind of like the idea that it's more defined. Well, now, that so in a isn't tournament this, setting... Though. That isn't this, though, obviously, it, but I... No, in a tournament setting, I think it's more of an exhibition. Um, that's always kind of been my thing with the King of the Death matches, or even Tournament of Death, where it's just like, this is supposed to be who is the best of the best. This isn't... A, this isn't... There's 16 men coming into a blood feud with each other. Um, no, no. So, I, but but this obviously is something else because this is a built-in storyline that's something else within this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I don't think it should be so rigidly defined. Just like I don't think any genre or subgenre of professional wrestling or anything, any fucking art form, should be so rigidly defined. Um, but this this is not good <laughs> it's not good it's four and a half minutes 436 something like that it felt a lot longer 48. um yeah i guess the the sequel that we're going to discuss in a minute feel is even longer um but i'll say this uh there's a really f- another classic ian promo at the end uh after it ends uh ian says some more homophobic shit uh, but it's like under the guise of a respect to boys in the back promo. Um, yes. And then and that, that... If, <laughs> at the end he says, and that, my friends, was a shoot, which... Well, this right. is what Peter B. Beautiful gets for talking shit on the internet. Yeah. And, oh, God right. damn it, I had my... No, I that, was really, that was pretty I, good. I, yeah, yeah, my, my Dundalk. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I don't know what that this. is. What does that mean? What is a Dundalk? That's like Maryland? Yeah. Yeah, Dundalk, Maryland. Okay. Um, the famous, um, come town. Uh, sorry, Tara. <laughs> I don't fucking know who's gonna get pissed off if I mention come town on the show. I, I um, listened to it today. I'm saying, I but don't like, give a fuck. Free Adam Friedland. Here's the thing, I'm just saying though, in the context of, I, now that I can't, the Baltimore area specific, um, iteration of, the mid-Atlantic accent, I think of as the Dundalk accent, the Dundalk voice. Uh, and See, I, so that, I don't know what that is, my, but I've watched every episode of The Wire, I've watched The Corner, you know, so I, like, the, the, the accent to me is very defined. I don't know, I don't know what Dundalk is, but I'll take your word a, for it. It's, sub, it's, suburb, it's a suburb 
just like about 25 miles outside of Baltimore, something around that. Um, fun fact, uh, MCW ran there many times in the early 2000s. It's a very shitty area. Cool. Uh, it's, yeah, somewhere you and I would understand very well if we went there. Sure, from, sure. Knowing our backgrounds. Um, and it's just sort of, but like, you know, I, I said this all the time, I'm very self-conscious about my Philly accent. Sure, and sure, all sure. Of that. And then you tell me, like, well, listen to fucking Eric Gargiulo or Trent Acid. Well, also, I, I should off. say, I, I, am man, from, I am from am... southeast Texas. Um, I had a, like, a, a, a you can, like, listen to my half-sister. She has a very defined southeast Texas, which is sort of, you know, almost to, like, a like a Louisiana-style, like, you know, New Orleans kind of accent, which, you know, that accent. It's charming, yeah. but it's southern as fuck. Um, I had that. And, and I, on the Gulf accent. Yeah, yes. the fucking Gulf accent. And I trained myself. I worked fucking incredibly hard to sound like a generic white person for years. And I, you know what? At this point, I kind of regret it because it'll sneak out of me every time. Like I say, um, like a, sometimes a long A sound that'll come out. Um, and I'll wish, you know, I wish I, I wish I sounded more distinct because, you know, that boring white guy does sound like a fucking boring white guy sometimes. Um, so I'll, I'll say that about, about the Dundalk, about your Philly, about Gargiulo and Trinacid's Philly. I, I, I think it's all endearing and I think it's, I think we should be allowed to make fun of these things. Um, but also know that I, I, I'm jealous that I, <laughs> <laughs> that I sound so fucking boring. Um, but yes, um, Ian Rotten says, this is what you, I, I, God damn it, I wish you could remember the name of... Snaky Good. <laughs> no, I could re- in his promo, which I want you to cut if, uh, I haven't listened, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it, I'm gonna see, I just don't want, uh, that's what we talked about, cause we always do a little sound clip at the beginning of these shows, I just don't want the word faggot said in the fucking intro. He so. does, he, there's not, there's an extended portion where he does not okay. drop. I'll, 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 I'll look like into that. it. I'll look into it. Uh, he says, this is what you get for not selling for some female wrestler. I don't remember the name of. This is what you get for talking shit on internet. And it's so <laughs> fucking good. It's so funny. And it's so, and it's something that would still be something that you'd hear t- in 2019. And this is from, Fucking 2001. And His it's voice like is the same now. Changes. He is. He, he sounds so identical. Good. Like now, it's, he sounds the exact same. It's beautiful. I loved it so much. I died. That was. It was worth it. The all of the uncomfortable shame. All of the. Is this something that could happen to me? Thing <laughs> like no. It was worth it for that. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> I love. And that's why I love Ian Rotten because he brings me to the edge and then he takes me back. For sure, for sure. That's that's what Ian's all about. Um, I have a I have a soliloquy that I'm gonna probably we'll, we'll try to close the show with a little bit. Um, but we have a, we had a second. We had there's a Peter B. Beautiful uh, another squash that happens a couple of days later in MAW. Um, do you? We don't have to talk about this. Do you want to just go to break and and skip this in the tag? Because I feel like we're rolling along and we don't need to. Yeah, we skip this in the tag. Yeah, I think I think we're good. Um, yeah. and we'll, we'll leave this you section like, in. Yeah. This is behind the scenes stuff. Is there anything you yeah. want to fucking talk about? Because I'll say this: we had the. It's from June third, two days later. He beats the shit out of Peter B. Beautiful again in MAW. Is there anything you want to talk uh, about with that? Stray observations. He has a. He has 
Uh, he comes into this over the last two days. He developed laryngitis, oddly, mm. and he sounds exactly. Right. He sounds like I had that written Mc down. Fo- he sounds just like regular McFoldy, which is really fucking funny to me. Right. Um, in both matches, if we do skip the tag, sadly, no Adrian Serrano, who I remember being a a very funny wrestler, not intentionally. Did you know that he once went by the name Hadrian Gracie, spelled R A A R A D R I A N Gracie, like Hoist Gracie, Hadrian. Yes, like the Gracie family. He is not good, but he is fascinating to me. Yeah, so I'll say uh, this. I'll say this before we, like, uh, I mean, so I just want to give context. Um, we were making lists for this. Siobhan remembered this match, and I, I'm i still mad that she made me watch this. Um, I liked it fucking more than you did, but it wasn't good. It, it, it was, let me say what okay. it is. It was Ian Rotten okay. and Corporal Robinson versus CM Punk and Adrian Serrano. We were going to discuss the CM Punk match on the show, but I really didn't like it, so we're not going to talk about it. I'll just say, okay, I remember it being a much better match, but I'll I'll say, so, um, yesterday, meaning Tuesday, I watched a, uh, okay, one of the feuds of 2018, and that we both agree was one of the best feuds of 2018, uh, AAA, um, Podre del Norte versus the OGTs, right? Mm -hmm. I watched a house show version of that match, and it was a house show lucha six-man trios. It was fucking fun. It was fun. It was a solid, you know, it had five nut shots in a row. It was that kind of match. Nice. It was, it was fun as hell. And that's sort of, this is, it wasn't as good as that, but that's sort of like the version of that, that the, that, that match is. Yeah, uh, I, Dave, Dave, you know. Dave Frazak dropped an elbow, you got, uh, I had, I, that was a Robinson back lot, But it Dave, wasn't very good. Dave Frazak did a back senton and an elbow. It, it um, wasn't a very good match, but it was meandering in a way that I like. I liked it for what it was, but, I thought it was a much better match in my mind. It was yeah. mu- it was much better in my mind than in reality. Which um, so that's the thing. When 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 you're when you're looking back uh, sixteen years on to to matches you saw such a long time ago um, in this sort of era, it's sort of you know rose tinted glasses. That is a part of it. Um, I don't know. I it I, adds to the Ian Rotten mythology in a way, which is that. You never know what you're going to get with the man. That's right. Not that he's a box of chocolates, he's a box of poison. Right. Um, but, you know, sometimes poison tastes really good. And this uh, this next thing that we're going to discuss definitely lived up to my memory of the, of the feud. Um, and when we get back, we will discuss um, Ian Rotten versus future NXT superstar Chris Hero uh, when we return. Simultaneously hyped and calling up and down. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Fair I don't enough. know what I've that was. Done plenty of my share of benzodiazepines. 
not in a long time because it's my least favorite type of drug. Uh, welcome back I, to wrestling is gross. We'll leave that in. Here, yeah, here's the thing about benzodiazepines. I don't, they don't do anything for me, but here's the fucking thing. They're like a good, uh, fucking, they keep the swelling down. That sounds, that might sound weird, but you know what I mean? Like, they're fucking, they're better. In a they're, philosophical they're, sense, sorry, I have a biscuit in my mouth. Um, they keep I, the I swelling mean, like, down, I feel you. No, but I mean, like, literally, like, the, like they're fucking aspirin to me, basically. And they have salt, and they're a little bit good for anti-anxiety shit. At this point, it doesn't really matter. It's, just, it's literally just like, like, cause I can't fucking sleep. I, so I take, like, a shitload of goddamn, uh, melatonin and I take that shit and you take that shit without taking the clonopin long enough and every single thing in your body goes fucking way off. Sure. It's so stupid. I'll tell you what, I used to, uh, when it went for me, uh, Xanax, clonazepam, uh, Valium, this is really good for if I want to forget things. Um, so welcome back to Wrestling is Gross, everyone. Um, this is episode five. We're talking about Ian Rotten, John... Benson Williams? <laughs> Is that right? I think so, yes. John Williams, uh, of course, Ian Rotten, well-known as the guy who uh, composed the music for uh, the Star Wars franchise. Um, this is from May 4th, 2002. I think I got that right. Indeed, yes. I'm uh, not reading it off a page. I'm <laughs> yes. Uh, Ian Rotten, as you could have assumed, Ian Rotten, versus Chris Hero. This is from Dayton, Ohio. Which is very, like, the IWM itself spot show in, is Dayton Hero's hometown? He's from Ohio. I think it might be, I think it might be, actually. Um, I think that might be, might be accurate. Um, This is... 2002, this is Hero in an era where he had not broken out, he had not even worked, uh, I think he may have, he may, I think he worked Ruckus on a CZW show like two weeks later, cause I know he, <laughs> I know he worked Ruckus on a random CZW show in 2002, uh, in the summer of 2002. Um. Yeah, this is essentially, this is the, the middle of the, the iconic um, no matter what you think of quality-wise, Punk feud, and then him breaking out in the beginning of Chikara, really? Uh, but yeah, that, not quite, a favorite not quite. Of Black, though. Not like, a, like, nobody gave a shit about those Chikara shows. Not until, like, it's, 2003 did he get to, to Chikara, I feel like. Um, and if you'd think the Punk feud is bad, then I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. You've clearly got bias against Punk. Um, no, no, I, I, I have no issue. I, I didn't mean I you, I meant, bl- I meant the, the... You, the, viewer, the royal the, you, yes, yes, yes. The listener. I was, yeah, I was gonna say I haven't fucking watched this in so damn long. I just don't have an opinion on it at this point. Well, it's good. Um, I can say I've watched two of them. I've watched the fifty-minute-long table and ladder match, um, and I've watched some other like two out of three falls match, and I watched also a three-way with him and Punk and Cabana, and it they're all good. They're all really good. Um, at this point, Hero had gone nearly an hour with Punk a couple of times. He had worked an awesome series with American Kickboxer. He had worked a series with Tarek. He would worked the fucking legendary feud against Mark Wolf, um, which I don't know if those matches are out there somewhere, but the fucking Chris Hero... I had a tape that was just uh, the Chris Hero versus Mark Wolf feud. Oh, uh, yeah. 
and uh, I Quit Match, um, Two Out of Three Falls, Thirty Minute Iron Man. They did it all. Um, at this point, Chris Hero had also already worked Matt Schalk at Bat- Backyard Fest Three, um, as is well documented. Um, shouts out to Matt Schalk. Uh, shouts out to Anarchy Andy, Unbreakable Andy Harner. Uh, Yakuza J, Dana Makabe, the big cat Scott Henson, all of my boys. Um, Chris Hero had been around a bit, um, and he goes out there and does the. I think this is the quintessential Meth Lab Battle Arts uh, fighting network ringworms match uh, Ian Rotten would ever have. Uh, this is in fucking credible. And this is on YouTube. I just want to say, if you're listening to this, like we did with fucking uh, friends Von Boyten and uh, and Dave Taylor for Paratenkampf, if you're listening to this and you want to listen to this and you want to see maybe going spoiled, it's, what's it, 19 minutes? I will link it in the fucking show notes. It's that important. Go watch it. It's that fucking good. It's so fucking good. It's... I don't I remember seeing this very, not that long ago, really, for the first time, actually. Um, because this was, I think this was when they were doing their bizarre, I think it was the 17th anniversary, or some weird, like, anniversary. Yeah, they, they posted a this. lot of matches on YouTube. Some good shit. Some yeah. good shit. Some shit that really shouldn't have been, like, like what the fuck, this is, you have so much, yeah, don't you give have this a million good free. matches. Don't give this away for free. Post, like, fucking sell a VOD for $10 of of great matches is, like, the, the business model they should have taken. Um, or, I, 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 I was actually doing the opposite on occasion on, on a few of those. They were like, this is really, this is not like the, this is like the, like the, the, the funniest match in IWM itself history. Yeah, that renowned comedy promotion. It's fucking, uh, Ebison versus, uh, Koshimbo Common fucking, fucking Danny Daniels match. Fuck that. Get, no, 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 no. Fuck off of your shit. They, okay. the, it was a weird, it was a weird list. <laughs> Some of it was like the best of the best shit ever. Yeah, I, I don't, just, I, I can't no. speak to the rest of it. Um, I know this match. I have the card up, um, and I, cause I owned this tape, actually. Um, oh, yeah. This, this show also had, um, Ace Steel versus Vic Capri in a two out of three falls match. Fucking legendary IWA Mid South feud. Vic Capri and Ace Steel trained together, um, in Minnesota, I guess, right? Is that right? Or Michigan? Uh, I'm gonna say Minnesota. Okay, I think two. it was Minnesota. Um, incredible series between the two of them, and then the the main event, a 30 minute Iron Man match between Cole Cabana and CM Punk, um, which you know, fucking whatever decade and a half of of, of stink on those two. Um, but Cabana versus There's- Punk in 2002. Is, you put those two fucking sons of bitches together in 2002, and they're gonna fucking bring it down. Yeah, that's those two were boys. They they knew how to work 30 minutes with each other, and it was gonna be good. Um, exactly. This match was third from the top, and it is nasty. If this is one of the grossest matches uh, we we have ever talked about on this show. Um, it- so fucking badass. There's it's, a lot of limb twisting. There's a lot of fucking headbutts. There's a lot sick. of goddamn liver shots. Yeah. So this match starts with Ian uh, has a bandage on his forehead, uh, like <laughs> taped to his forehead. Yes. Which 
It's like a target, obviously. That's what they always say. Oh, he came in with those ribs, ribs taped. That's a target right on those ribs. But, but like, let it be said, in, in fairness to, to Ian, when the fuck is that guy not bleeding from his forehead? So, yeah, that's the thing, right? Ian probably worked, because this is a part of uh, two two shows they ran in Dayton. Uh, they ran one of the third as well, and I believe it's also on Powerbomb, Indie Wrestling TV, um, Locked. There's... May 3rd was locked. May 4th was loaded. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, whatever. whatever. I love it. Whatever. No, fuck it's it. funny. It's Who good. It's good cares. shit. I miss that. I yeah. miss it. Uh, and I would imagine Ian probably worked a death match on that show or worked some sort of match that was more like hardcore um, oriented. Ambiguous and, street fight kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Worked bullpain in a fucking anything goes match or whatever. Um, and, you know, bladed. Bladed the hell of his forehead. And I would bet that Ian Rotten had booked himself for this hero match and had already planned because Ian Rotten, as discussed, though he has humility, he is also pretentious as fuck. I would imagine Ian Rotten. And Chris Hero had already planned this match. And Ian Rotten said, all right, kid, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to blade the night before. I'm going to blade the fuck out of my forehead. And then we're going to do shoot headbutts a day later. And that way I don't have to blade again, all right, son? We're going to do this. And that's what they did. Because within minutes of this match beginning, uh, Ian starts headbutting his raw, disgusting forehead uh, into uh, Hero's forehead, who is w- could be described as a virgin forehead, probably at this point, right? Hero, not a not a big blade job guy overall. No, um, has done it, I'm sure. Um, but off the top of my head, I can't think of any notable ones. And not and not other, not really the uh, the sort of Kohei Sato like. Uh, unintentional. Uh, no, no, not like, a, little not, Abdul, of, where it's just so no. many goddamn headbutts. Yeah, Kotoge or Ikeda or Makotohashi, like all those guys known for the hard way busting themselves open. That's not a hero jam for sure. Definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. Um, and yeah, good point on that because that is that is something you see uh, Ian do. That's something you'll see like JC Bailey do, which we're going to talk about those matches one day. Um, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a plan we have. Um, we might just do an all JC versus Ian episode. Um, but Hero um, is kind of, uh, he's a purist, you know? He's not hes not out here. He, Hero is not a guy who has a fucking razor blade uh, trapped inside of his wrist tape. He just, he doesn't. He wouldn't. Um, or I can't imagine he would. Who the fuck knows? Maybe he did. Um Ian has a fantastic scream, um, really raw oh God. and like scary stuff. It sounds like a man who just got his hand caught in a piece of heavy machinery. Um, uh, there, there, there's some really scary shit, to, and this is very influential to me. I'll say that um, as a fat backyarder who loved mat work in 2002, um, this is among the most influential things that I could have seen. Um, it's, this it's, really is some abattoir blues, yeah. This yeah. is really both these motherfuckers. I, like I mean, that. Hero Two is really screaming his out. It's much like the Tarek match where you're getting two guys who are just crying out in pain, and it you feel it adds so much. I mean, there are matches. I'm not someone who regularly. Sometimes I'll listen to a match with the sound off just because I just I just want to get through a match or something. Well, that's and this insane, is an ad to me. Go on. 
No, but don't, if it's a match I don't really care about, it just doesn't matter. It's not going to add... It's like, oh, this is going to go from two and a half stars to... All right, I'll say this. If it's a uh, uh, fourth match on a uh, Viernes uh, CMLL show, the audio is going to be mixed so poorly that you can't hear the ring work anyways. So, fair enough. But on a thing like this, no way. No, if I'm powering powering through something, I don't care. But I'm thinking of, you know, one of the best matches of this decade... um, Dick Togo versus Antonio Honda. I can't imagine not listening to that without the sound. Dick Togo, fucking, like, the, the vocal selling in that is extraordinary. The and smack that's... of skin on skin is the important thing. Um, you need to be able to hear it. And we had talked about the sound clip that we wanted to use for the beginning of this. I wasn't able to find one that fit it, really, that was prominent enough, but... In my head, the sound clip I wanted to use was Ian's skull smacking off somebody else's skull. Now you get some of that in here, but it's not. That's not going to be what opens the show. Obviously, it's cause... hard. It's it's a dull fud, and it's 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 hard. It's it, it's, it's not like subtle. A remix. It's not subtle, but it's it's also not. If you were listening to it, that's the thing about listening to to two heads, two skulls crack against each other, is you don't recognize that sound like if you just hear that sound it's not it's not this thing that's just like oh i know that sound that's two skulls cracking against each other it's if you know that you should be arrested yeah like yes of course if you know that then you have severe cte already um no it's it's a thing that you hear it and you see it accompanied with the visual and it seeps into your very core um which is what it's will happen thing, if you watch this fucking match. Yes, you see like a sh- shoot headbutt, and the the sensation of it. I mean, at least for me, is like is there's the physical sensation. You fucking feel your neck go back. You feel the entirety of it. You feel your eyes bug out of your fucking head. Not even because of surprise or something, but you're just experiencing it all, right? It's haunting. It's truly it's, haunting. It's um, visceral. This is wrestling is visceral. Yeah, no, it's it, this is um, this is what we're looking for, right? There's a segment on the floor where Ian probably hits Hero with ten headbutts in a row, um, and then he falls over himself. Uh, Hero is covered in blood, but you don't know if it's his own blood or if it's Ian's blood. Um, Ian is a man who will bleed for two, and and you know what that is that bless him for that. Right, it's sick. Uh, Ian's a sick man. Um, and he's probably had more fucking staff infections than, uh, your entire, uh, high school graduating class combined. Um, this match is like the Tarek match. Um, it's nasty like the Tarek match, but it's nastier, and I think it tells a more cohesive story, and it has a really satisfying, uh, finishing stretch. Hero gets his leg fucked up, he climbs back in the ring after a brawl on the floor, and grabs a roll of duct tape. Um, fucking tapes. He, and, and I mean, is this he one of, bends this his is knee those... in. Let's, uh, it's hard to paint this picture, but he bends his knee so that it is fully tucked, right? And he tries to tape around sort of the upper shin and the lower thigh so that his knee can stay in a fully bent position. Uh, because I guess the idea is that if it is fully extended at the knee, um, he's worried that it will, I don't know, break or dislocate or something. He wraps it around, and then you see Ian Rotten hiding on the outside looking for his moment, right? 
And yeah. he comes in, Hero's half done with this thing. Ian attacks him, and you can hear Brett Blade, say, the referee, saying, Come on, Ian. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's. it's that is, part part of what I love about um, this match, and it is a recurring element in um, all, all three of the really, like, good. I mean, this. Our last match of the night, uh, this match and the Tarek match, is that they do feel like fights in um, the beyond matches. the idea of the... But, I mean, what I like about this is it was without commentary, but you can still hear everybody there who was on commentary. Like, you can't miss Dave Frazak's fucking voice. Like, you hear Dave Frazak in the back, and it's he's almost doing commentary, but it's, like, commentary, like, like for the general, like, all, a crowd of, like, 14 people, and it's feels like a fight atmosphere. It's fucking cool. Yeah, it should I, be noted that, that, that there is no commentary on this file. Um, so you just get the unfiltered skin on skin. Um, and like the... It, Ian's great at the screaming selling. I mentioned that earlier, but he's also great at just yelling, ah, fuck, and oh, son of a bitch. Whenever and, sh- his and, leg and both twisted. of these guys, I mean, are, no- are noted shit talkers. Yeah. Like, and it's not like, it's not like over the top or anything, but you get your like interjections in there, and I love that. It's real, it's gritty in the right way. It's nothing about it feels like an affect. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, great finishing sequence. Um, Hero still has the roll of tape dangling from his leg. Um, as he counters an Ian, uh, leg lock, grabs one of his own. Uh, they, they're like on the ground trying to grab holds, and, um, like trading cheap shots, just trading kicks, little short kicks to whatever their legs can reach. Uh, Hero makes his way to his feet and then does like a kind of sort of drop kick, sort of stomp to Ian's leg. And Ian sells it with the the most horrifying scream that you've ever heard. Um, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Um, it curdling the blood. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, Hero fucking grabs a spinning toe hold and finishes it. Um, like, you know, the most basic finish in the book, you know, the, your, your, your Terry Funk door, uh, uh, spinning, spinning toe hold. Um, and then, yeah, Ian, Ian, like, is in tears after the match. Um, some dirtbag comes in and helps Ian pop his knee back into place. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, like, that's the thing, right? Um, this kind of shooty selling of limb damage. Um, is a thing that Ian would do more like later on, but this I think this might be one of the earliest instances of him doing this kind of post match angle with like the I don't know the very realistic type of of selling. Um, yeah, the, just just a dude who's cooked, yeah, whose body can't really uh, take what he's. Get, no, uh, but he I mean, overstepped his bounds. He got in there with a with a fucking specimen in Chris Hero, a, 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 a you know, like a truly skilled genius of the fucking ring. Um, and he got he's fucking, he got outworked. He was fucking tall. I mean, he yeah, he's also bigger than him. Yes. Um, and then yeah, Ian, and, Ian's not tall, but he's not nothing. But he and Hero still towers over him. And also, Ian's been losing weight, as Dave Frazak told us. So. Uh, oh man, it's the scene in Apocalypse Now where the the puppy. You remember where he's like trying to get the puppy off the boat? Uh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, wacky fucking movie. Um, 
No, uh, when Colt Cabana and Jim Fannin come in the ring and try to help get Ian back to his feet, it feels real. You know, it feels very real. Um, and then, you know, Hero and Ian hug each other, which would feel like some fucking Code of Honor shit, um, in theory, but it doesn't because this is, the circumstances here are, you know, what, what else can you do? Like, that's that's also part of the deal here, right? Is Ian Rotten is the promoter. Everyone knows Ian Rotten runs IWA Mid-South. Um, everybody knows that Chris Hero got his big break because of Ian Rotten. Um, this is a... there. There's built-in stuff here that... And that's a part of the Ian lore, is that he is the captain of the ship. But he's also the captain who is barely able to steer the ship. Um, and the- you, you, you know those stories about Vince McMahon, like, challenging people to fights and sure, all of that? Sure, of course, of course. Yeah. On a plane uh, and shit. Yeah, and it's like the, it, it's like, what if Vince McMahon was a legit fucking wrestler, like, with an actual athletic background? I think Ian may have hey, played hey, 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 I hey. believe. Let me just say this, alright? I'm just waiting for Vince to die, because when he does, we're doing the fucking Vince episode, okay? I cannot oh, wait shit, we are. to do the Vince oh, episode, because I fucking love Vince as a professional wrestler. But Hell yeah. I- I'm with you, I'm with you. This is The parallels this aren't is... actually there, you're reaching a little bit. I'm reaching, but, I'm with but, you. but my point is, you. is more like, what if Vince was just like, said to it, I don't know. Vince doesn't necessarily have the boys. Vince gets in there and he says, hey, Daniel Bryan, let's work fucking 25 minutes on the mat. Exactly. That's what this would be. Yeah, this is that thing where, I mean, there's, it's so fucking, it's this, the Ian sphere. It's fucking hypnotic. It's, It's hard to explain fully, but it makes sense contextually. For sure, for sure. And he lives it. For the sure. motherfucker lives it, which he is a he's a multifaceted character. What the hell? I mean, I keep saying that, but it's true. The, that's sort of what we didn't. We haven't even done. We're we're not doing any of his true death matches, which is also a thing that he can excel at. I don't think it's his best thing. Um, we will definitely talk about an Ian Rotten death match at some point in the future. I think we're gonna probably do a full. Uh, King of the Death matches show, or maybe a Tournament of Death show. We'll do a full review of one when the time comes. But right now, we've we've elected to do Fighting Network Ringworms, Meth Lab Battle Arts, World of Sores. I think World of Sores is not as good as the other two. But I, I'm really, I'm thinking we might call this episode Fighting Network Ringworms. <laughs> um, all right. So our main event, main event time, which uh, I'm contractually obligated to say in the Lenny Leonard voice. Um, are you ready? Are we good on uh, Hero Ian? Uh, it's it's fucking great. It's it's right. go watch it. Yeah, it's it's on YouTube, it's and I'm gonna link it. So if there's nothing else that you watch for, that we just that we discuss in the show, um, check out. Check I myself want you to watch this match. Yeah, it's up for so, free. Yeah. It's, it's a hashtag Throwback Thursday, according to their their description, which I'm not really sure what the deal is there. Um, I don't know if that was an ongoing series that they did using the the classic hashtag, but you know, whatever. the The match is up, and you should go watch it. 
Um, our final match that we're doing, we're making great time. Let's 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 not harp on this too heavily. Uh, our final match here tonight, um, and I think this really ties it all together. Um, this is Ian Rotten versus Eddie Kingston uh, from July eighth, two thousand five. Uh, this is an IWA slash NWA co-branded show. Now, I don't know what that means. Maybe you can tell me in a moment. Uh, but this is a Steel Cage I Quit match. What is, why, is this, why is this IWA slash NWA? Do you have any idea? Um, I do. Okay. Um, so it's IWA Mid-South co-promoting with uh, NWA No Limits. What was is that? What the fuck is an NWA No Limits? I know. Um, it was an Iowa-based um, promotion. Iowa, ba- like they had the NWA. What is the name of this town? Band. He says it a bunch of times in the post-match promo. What's Muscatine. Muscatine, it's, Iowa. Okay. Thank yeah, you. it's outside the Quad Cities. It's like uh, oh, okay. around, around that like larger region. It's two and, like two and a half hour drive from where I live. Then. Yeah, like it's like a county outside the uh, outside the Quad Cities sort of area. It's one of those sort of. Um, and they there's an extended feud. There's a war games that I've never seen because it sounds kind of shitty. Sadly, that's a free team war games where there's an a team NWA. Okay, and sure. that is represented by. No, no, but well, I'm just saying that like there is an established thing, and this is. Promoted, I mean, but like, like as a so legit, they do a lot of IWA slash NWA No Limit shows. Is that a thing that was happening a lot in this era? Yeah, in two thousand five, that was a, fa- a recurring thing. Um, monthly, they would because you look at the card for the Muscatine. show. This just looks like an IWA show. It absolutely does. Yeah, it's it's. So very I was confused weird. by that. I was wondering if if Eddie was representing NWA No Limits or what. Um, but no, this is this is a classic Ian match. This is a classic uh in, in you know, in the like you said, in the tradition of Vince McMahon, um guy uh fighting beyond his level in a match that he is probably too old and shitty to be appearing in. Um It's shocking to me that Ian Rotten was born in nineteen seventy because he seems like he's like forty seven <laughs> years old here already. I um, know he's so. He, he is not even. Fu- he's not even fifty he's... years old. Can you believe <laughs> that Ian Rotten is not fifty years old? My mom would have been <laughs> sixty this year. Like what the fuck? Ian Rotten. I mean, it's that complexion. I mean, that fucking. He was twenty four years old. From that goddamn Taipei death match. <laughs> You're right. He was 20. He was. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> you should see. You should see a picture of me at 24. I look stoned and young. I look like a beautiful young man. Uh, my beard is short, and I look like I'm. You know, I'm. I still. I'm still weighing 235, but I. I look like a a, a good young boy, um, who is willing to just do whatever. Um, Ian Rotten, he looks like the most weathered 24-year-old I've ever seen. And here, this is only, this is like 10 years later. And you know what? He has lived. He does not look that much different, which is really a healthy thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. He was 
born that old. You they, reach that point, look, and then you're just like, you're there, and you're there forever, or until you fucking reach some other level, you, until you cross that plateau and reach that fucking valley, and then at that point, you're just Nick Nolte or Jeff Bridges or uh, uh, Chris Christopherson. They're all the same fucking person at this point. Until you descend that that another level until you become fucking eastwood right until you just become eastwood yeah oh man they made it to the all black camp uh man apocalypse now hell of a goddamn movie (laughs) (laughs) Uh. man all right so uh eddie kingston um first time we've talked about him on this show we will talk about him again uh, no doubt when we he'll he'll probably Come Love up. that motherfucker. Man, Eddie Kingston fucking rules. I'll tell you this much about Eddie Kingston. Um, if we're talking about problematic motherfuckers, um, all-time great trash talker. Uh, one time at an AEW show in LaSalle, he called some woman in the audience uh, a fucking dyke. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like the crowd gasping, and I was just like, that's the, that's the Bronx, baby. That's what... <laughs> That's a motherfucking Bronx. Uh, no, Eddie Kingston fucking rules. Uh, you cannot cancel Eddie Kingston uh, because he's going to fucking probably retire within the next year, which is a shame, but go out on top. Go out working, milking uh, Gabe the fucking genius Sapolsky for money. Um, this is... This is some pretty World of Sores kind of fucking meth lab battle art shit early on. Uh, they roll around, do some mat work inside of a cage. Um, the dynamic is different, but it's clearly... You can't do I quit in a cage without talking about Magnum Tully. No, you can't. You have to, yeah. And... It's not Magnum Tully at all. Um, well, no. Not, uh, that's not an insult on... That's not a judgment value. This match is fucking great. I love this match. But no, but that is one of the most dramatic matches of all time. This is yeah, totally, dramatic, but in a fairly different way. Yeah, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna call... Uh, like, yeah, there's no comparison. Because, uh, first of all, Ian Rotten can never play Magnum, obviously. He doesn't, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have the fucking level of testosterone for it. And uh, and Eddie Kingston wouldn't be caught dead fucking begging off like a Tully because he's too much of a fucking gangster. Um, no, he, he, but he takes too many goddamn antidepressants for that. <laughs> yeah, um, and he wouldn't. This is a match that has at <laughs> least four poles in it. Let's just say that, right? I'm sorry. Say it again. This match has at least four poles in it. Four poles. Okay, gotcha. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Both bipolar motherfuckers. Sure, I, I got it. I got it. it. Took me a second. Okay. Um, no, I. I th- there's a lot of biting. There's a lot of shoot headbutts. Uh, the camera work is gritty. Calls to mind the Paratenkampf with its super fucking heavy close-ups. Uh, How many goddamn Dutch angle shots are in this? Holy it's, it's shit! It's not Dutch angle though. If it's on, it's accident. not Dutch, but it's 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 on it's that angle so where you're much. like. It was this, it was bizarre. I'll say this is von Trier esque, but not on purpose. Uh, Ian Ian is bleeding, so Ian is bleeding in a certain way that's like uh, very Jay Briscoe esque. Um, the coagulation, the the stringiness. Ah, fuck! Lawrence Fishburne just got killed. Um, and, and I haven't seen that 
Samoa Joe, Jay Briscoe cage match in a long time. But you you saw that, right? That wasn't that wasn't like cloth or hair hanging down. That was like that was stringy blood, right? It was weird, yes. It was you know, you, you, you're aware, like, the methods of sort of, you know, getting a good blade job, you know, shot, like, get, get a little booze in you, get some aspirin in you, get yeah, sure. some extra soda in you, you know, everybody, kind of know, everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. Well, I, I'm, this I'm, I'm no rhetorical. It's fucking rhetorical, son, son of a bitch. Jay Briscoe and that, there's not, like, a lot of hair, there's not a lot of things that are, it's just sort of, I don't know what's going on, it's... It's do you a think, medication. Uh, do you think Ian Rotten uh, does like Rogaine? God, he probably should. Because he's got like a weird like, and I'll say this about Ian Rotten: not to you know, not to harp on anybody's physical appearance too much because that's a shitty thing to do. But my man has like maybe two square inches of fucking hair. <laughs> you know? One of the things that needs to be brought up uh, about the Peter B. Beautiful match uh, um, is that Axel, uh, one other Axel Prezak explicitly says, Oh, did you get that haircut to make fun of Ian? Because he has this really terrible, just like like a tuft of blonde hair and bald or the rest. And you're like, I don't think that he did, but it fits. Yeah. <laughs> it fits Ian's terrible fucking hair. It's rough. It's rough. And he's, um, I don't know. You know, he's still doing it to this day. I don't think I've ever seen him fully shave. Um, I don't know. This this match is... It's cra- it's This match is 36 minutes long, or at least from the beginning of the file. I think the match itself is like 28, um, which is arguably too long. Um, it's kind of plotting at times, but they're 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 doing a gimmick. I don't know. I I would I would assume this is a long running feud. Um, after it doesn't yeah. finally end, it they call for like a loser leaves town kind of thing. For the record, that match never happens. Sure, whatever. In <laughs> that, hard independent that, wrestling fashion, that match doesn't happen. Um, that almost makes it better. Um, it's remarkable. And another man leaves town because they they have a show in October where they're both on it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, it's like remarkable how this is from 2005, and somehow the camera quality, like the video quality, hasn't improved at all since the uh, the 2002 matches we watched. It's actually worse. Like they've like the, they've got the same cameras, but somehow the equipment has just degraded over time. Um, they seem to have bought a new canvas since then, uh, which is good. Uh, but the bottom rope still sags, um, which I guess is not an easy thing to fix unless you just buy new cables. Um, but, man, I didn't realize the bottom rope for the IWA Mid-South Ring was still sagging in 2005. That was always a notable thing to me when I was a teenager. Um, well, I- I'm not sure that this was their ring. I no, no, I listen, don't know. no, listen, I've, uh, listen, I've seen a lot of fucking IWA Mid-South. There's no other fucking bottom ring rope that sags like that does. This is the same fucking ring. I guarantee and, it. Imagine transporting that fucking ring from it's Charlestown, fine. Indiana. No, it's fine. You put it That's... in a flatbed trailer. It's easy. I've done it. 
I've broken down, me and friends have broken down a ring in 30 minutes and put it on a thing and drove fucking three hours. It's not that hard. Believe me. Driving it a fucking ring through... extremely not worth, to, worth it bringing that shitty-ass fucking ring all the way across. Try, no, 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 no. Try to find... Illinois. No, no, Illinois is not that wide, first of all. Try to find a fucking ring in Rock Island, okay? It's good luck. Um, well, I've been coping with these motherfuckers then. I don't know. I don't know. Because they had wow. advertising, because they fucking had a friend with a radio station who was going to promote had, for free for oh, them. Oh. There's plenty of fucking reasons. There's Someone plenty of had reasons. a license, I guess, yeah. Sure, they had a I... license. They were able to book uh, Connor Braxton for free as an undercard guy. Um, no, I. Th- this is the same goddamn ring, I can guarantee you, because... A bottom rope doesn't just sag like that for no reason. Um, I'm fascinated by busted-ass rings. I've always been fascinated by busted-ass rings. Um, I don't know why the bottom rope sags like that, uh, because usually that's a thing you can easily fix by tightening the turnbuckles. Um, if you've never put together or broken down a ring, then you don't may not understand the mechanics of it. Um, but it's a thing that's easily fixed, unless there's something really fucked up about your ring ropes. Um and what I would like to know is if anybody out there listening to this um, could give us some sort of logical explanation as to why the IWA Mid-South uh, bottom rope was this saggy for this long, please hit us up somewhere and let us know what your take on, this, on the subject is. Let, um, let's just say just that not not to, I'm not like I'm going to just agree that this is the same ring it is and the just same say ring. for the record no but for the record it's sort of but it's endearing it's very much I like it fine that, yeah it's great no it's your bro- it's that broken chair in your shitty drug den uh, part of the time apartment that is so Ian Rotten isn't it yeah, it fits no, Ian Rotten like it's a all he can afford. Which is fine. Um, and he's never getting rid of it because fuck you. Make he, me get fucking rid does. of it. He does. He does, though. That's the thing. Within a couple of years, if you look at some like 2007, 2008 footage, if you look at 2008 specifically, if you look at like the Scorpio uh, run in 2008 or like the early Michael Elgin or Sammy Callahan days, bottom rope looks great. I can guarantee it because I've seen some of that shit recently. Um, so sometime between 05 and 08 is when they fixed it. I was just surprised to see that they still had the fucked up bottom rope in 05. Um, but this is the Indiana ring. They drove the Indiana ring. I can fucking 100% guarantee it. Um, anyways, <laughs> the ring. This match is, um... Uh, the cage. This is- I, I want to know about the cage, too. While we're, while we're talking about the mechanics, the engineering of this stuff, I don't know how you build a cage. I don't know what the mechan- what the engineering behind built, because this is a pretty good looking cage. It's a pretty sturdy cage. It is, actually. I think it was pretty good, yeah. Um, By indie you, standards, really nice. Have you seen um, one of the more recent shows, at, like a cork, and, because both BJW and, D- and DDT ran cage matches last year. I, I, I have not. I have not. Nod. I have not seen a cage match in Japan since uh, Kono versus Nagata or whatever that was in like oh or I say oh uh, 2012 AJPW. Okay, so the way they ha- those those two matches uh, both at Cork and where it was they had like the frame and they had like four panels 
that they put up, and but the frame was just there the entire freaking show. Yeah, sure. Okay. Like, I feel yeah, like and it's, it, that's it looks how it like, was for the uh, for the for the sumo hall shows that AJPW ran. Yeah, because of course you don't have like the WWE sort of let, uh, drop it from the rafters well, mechanism. Sure. It looks so weird, though. It looks very stupid, to be honest. I mean, it if we're going like... to talk what looks stupid, I mean, shit. The aerial assault box. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of well, yeah, dumb but... shit. I'm fine but with I that. Mean... That sounds fine. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not that big and of a deal. We don't have the rest of this. I... I mean, we do have the rest of the show, but we didn't watch it. Maybe, Maybe they got some sort of thing like that going on here. I mean, I'm not, I'm not watching uh, a goddamn... Bizarro show for uh, aesthetic quality. I'm watching it because so, I like seeing dudes get hit with uh, Asia Kong trash cans. Sure, sure, sure. Um, um, uh, if, if if you if you wanna uh, if you wanna suggest some of those uh, Japan cage matches to me, please do so in a DM because I haven't seen a I haven't seen a good cage match outside of uh, outside of the U.S. in quite a long time. Um, anyways, we have we've gotten pretty far off topic here, but. The uh, Eddie versus Ian Rotten match here, it's on the High Spots Wrestling Network. Um, they fully do Magnum Tully for the finish, which is kind of off-putting. Um, it's a li- the, the match is a little much, sadly. It, they do some cool went, shit. They do like a lot of limb work, which is good. They like are focusing on each other's hands. Oh, there's some good shit in it. There's fucking... Um, Eddie Kingston sells basically a sudden broken hand, which I think was really fucking cool. I mean, both of these guys are consummate capital W workers, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you're right in that it's a match that probably could have been compressed down a little, but there's so many of those, like, I'm just going to kick you in the back of the leg because fuck you. Right. Spot. I don't well, know. no, and, and that's, that's a recurring theme throughout all of these uh, these three matches: the Tarek match, the Hero sure. match, and this that I just like. That just is cool. It's it feels like a gritty fucking. It's fight. nasty. It's it's scuzzy as hell. Um, Eddie Eddie like opens the cage door and slams it shut on Ian's wrist, which is there is really there shitty is that- thing to do. There is the dumb um, tax. Well, okay. I don't we'll, know what the we'll hell that, that was about. Um, the, 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 the limb work is important, though, because I feel like there's a, lot of ma- there's a lot of spots where they like try to put the guys, they put their opponent's hand in between a chair and stomp it or you know elbow drop it or whatever. There's uh, Eddie slamming Ian's wrist in the, in the cage door. And I think that's something that you need to like consider. Like You have to appreciate uh, Ian Rotten's... I've- in like his the the focus limb work you know uh even at god no and we sh- we not have mentioned i believe that ian is working this with a broken arm um i don't know if it's gimmick broken he, he I, has I a cast or not i realize that but um that that didn't even yeah. that's not even a thing i realized um so it, i think i think just the the focus on limb work is a testament to his thoughtfulness um which I don't think is a word that's used very often in wrestling, but I think Ian's thoughtfulness when it comes to uh, planning a big match like this. He can't do 
you know, a bunch of big spots. He's not, like, going to do crazy bumps like a fucking Zandig or a Wife Beater, you know, CZW style. He's not doing Nick Mondo shit. Um, he's not going to work a exciting, hot, finishing run. Um, but he w- what he will do is he'll let his opponent shove his fucking face into tacks and, st- you know, stomp his nose into them. He's uh, gonna do some shit you're gonna feel in the pit of your fucking soul. For yeah, sure. it's it's less spectacular and more uh, disgusting, uh, which is fine, and that's what he's going for. I do think this is an opportune time to mention that Ian has a very large, fully colored uh, Grinch tattoo on his uh, right. <laughs> yes, uh, that's Ian. You know? Yeah, uh, gooping on your Grinch here, um, in 2005. <laughs> um, no, um, they, they do straight up, uh, Ian pulls a fork out of his pocket, tries to stab Eddie's eye with it, and they straight up do the fucking, uh, they, they straight up do Magnum's Holy Finish with the eye stabbing, um, which I fucking laughed about, um, but no, it, it, you know. After the match, Ian says, your eyeball would be on the end of this fork right now if I had gone all the way. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a solid match to end on because it sort of encapsulates everything that we have come to watch from Ian. It's like sort of a, um, you know, every every part of Ian is involved in this match somewhere, you know? Yeah, I mean, both of these guys... I mean, this is... Eddie, I think, would have been 23 or 24. He yeah, he's super young, right. Ma- he already is a fucking gut and a half. And I love that. I love that man. Uh, he doesn't have an Ian-level gut, but man, he is, he's already tubby. This is... But that's great. I love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the of course. Po- we, love, we love the fat is, boys. You get... I, I, do you, I love... My favorite part of the post-match promo is it's him challenge um, Ian challenging uh, Eddie to the uh, loser leaves town, and he says, "I'll br- you bring whoever you want. You bring Black Jack out- back out of town." And Eddie Kingston flips a fucking shit. You don't fucking say his name. You get his name out of your fucking mouth. And yeah, I think so I think good. that's that's a deep cut um, for 2019. I, I don't think people know, I know who Black Jack Marciano I is. I know. Well, I, if you're fucking listening, that's what you should. Uh, I don't know. Uh, again, I love how insane it is. I love don't how say just, that anybody should know anything. I, I love. I just love how fucking bonkers both of these men are. Yeah, both, like it's great. They're both such compelling figures. Yeah, of They're, course, of course. There's a, there's a reason Eddie would line up as like an all time great Ian opponent is because he is sort of. The, he's like the, 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 the lawful version. He's like the, the, the good version of, of Ian. Um, you know, has, has plenty of issues himself. Um, is a, a motherfucking gangster, but also, um, there's a, there's a light in his soul and in his heart that is lacking from Ian's. Uh, even though they are sort of two sides of the same coin. Um, yeah, I think he it's, he shambles, but he doesn't shamble as far off. Yeah, so yes, fair enough. Um, what what Eddie is doing is um, is is for for the betterment of himself, right? He 
he is fighting towards some some greater good, some some ideology in theory, right? Eddie is fighting for a purpose, whereas Ian is just fighting for his life. Is that fair to say, you think? Yeah, Ian is... Uh, Desperation. Ian is greasing that slide down the spiral. Right, <laughs> yeah. With every, every, every bad decision he makes. Uh, Eddie's trying to, you know, get get make it a little stickier. I- Ian's going, I- Ian's just, you know, applying, you know, the, the fucking lard right on that lard ass chest of his. <laughs> um, I think I think Eddie is, uh, like I said, Eddie is working towards a future. Uh, Ian is just trying to stay alive. Um, so if if that is that. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna harp on with the with the old uh, Eddie Kingston versus uh, Ian Rotten steel cage I quit match? We Very covered, good. We covered a lot good of ground. Match. We talked about how you pronounce the Ferrelli brothers' uh, name. We talked about um, you know other stuff. <laughs> uh, is there? It, it's very good. Obviously, of course, it, it was always going to be very good. Of course. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I okay. <laughs> I like this episode. I like this. I like the. I like these matches. I like e- the Ian Rotten thing. He's a he, he mesmerizing figure to me. Yeah, you broke up a little he bit dro- there, but you said he's a mesmerizing figure. Is that right? Yeah, he draws you in in a way that is. Hard to describe. Yeah, there's for sure there, there because that's the. I mean, that's sort of like what is Ian Rotten? I mean, Ian Rotten is a lot of things. He's not a. He is a great man, but he's not a good dude. He's yeah, not a good person. No, Ian Rotten. He, all right, sure. Let's. Yeah, I'll, Ian Rotten is a bad person. Okay, there's no denying this. He has been bad for the wrestling business in a lot of ways. Um, Ian Rotten is a man who's been run out of more towns than most people have ever visited. Um, he's given us Chuck Taylor and Seth Rollins. Okay. Um, he definitely contributed to the death of JC Bailey. Um, he's a sexual abuser. He's ripped off more people than even the VA gent Mike. Uh, you cannot say the words I like Ian Rotten or Ian Rotten is good without giving a serious disclaimer. Uh, fuck, we talked about it. We considered not doing a show on this guy because of all of this, right? We had to think about it. We had to consider. And we talked about it. We did. We were, we, we talked about who can and can't we do a show on. Um, but we had to, right? Because it's, it's important. I don't want to give. It's important, and at the pit of his at at the pit, there's. Mm-hmm. This is a man who has made You're conflicted, many. I can a, tell you're very conflicted. <laughs> well, there's a man. This is a man who's made many a bargain in his life, has he yeah. not? No, no, no. Of course. And let's be honest. Without Ian Rotten, this podcast might not exist. Uh, He's a guy who. Do I want to say that I, I look to every person and I try to see the best in them? No, because that's fucking corny bullshit. That's fine. But don't denounce what time, you're. Don't don't denounce your soliloquy. Come on. But it's like, 
how many how many times in my life like when was the last first time I saw Ian Rod when I was like 10 11 how this I've known of this dude long like over half my life two thirds of my life nearly okay and he he holds a place in my heart that he shouldn't and he's holding on for dear life that's right I love that I I I don't love you know what I love Ian Rotten I don't love John I don't listen I don't love Ian Rotten I don't. I love Ian Rotten. I don't love John B. Williams. I, I always. I keep forgetting what his middle fucking name is. John Williams. That's what it's I'm saying. Benson. His middle name is Benson. 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 Goddamn fucking. Listen. Without John Benson Williams, indie wrestling in the United States might be a different place. For better. It'd be or, worse place. For better or worse, I'm gonna say. We don't, I listen. I'm gonna say probably for better. Probably for better. He does have some fucking blood on his hands. of goddamn chalk. Jesus Christ. Uh, J.C. Bailey might still be alive. All right. <laughs> Listen. Uh, uh, hey, nope. That's the last word on this. Ian Rotten, if you are listening to this, I am glad. We are glad that you exist. We ask that you be better. <laughs> you are a, fucking life together, you man. Are, you, are a, you, you are a grandfather now. Okay? Well documented. Your son is getting fat. And working good matches. J.C. Rotten is pretty okay. He's not Ian Rotten, but he's he's all right. All right. He's got a kid, and that's your grand grandchild. So be better, okay? Pay your talent. Don't pay them in pills. I'm talking money. I'm talking pay your talent with money, not pills. Mm. And don't trade BJ's for bookings, man. You can be good. We believe he, in you. It, we believe in you, Ian Rotten. He is a Harlan County motherfucker. You know, okay. he is a... <laughs> okay, all right, I'm going to cut it there. <laughs> okay.